Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, man. This is episode 27, man. Um, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Um, I had a this conversation with uh, some people that I knew, some uh, this open-minded dudes that I know, and we kind of got into this conversation about toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. like all the shit that we do as men and don't even realize it. That mm-hmm. it's it's not really macho or masculine at all. It's just actually really stupid. And the weird thing about it ultimately is. This shit is affecting men and women. It's pretty it's pretty fucked up. It's pretty funny, but <clears throat> I'll just give you some brief examples. You know the guy that like, okay, let's say for example, uh the guy that goes out to some club, he's bragging about the chicks he's bringing home and oh yeah, I fucked her on the second day. Yeah, blah 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 blah. And be like, "Oh, that's dope." Mm-hmm. Like that's toxic, bro. Yeah. Like how does that make you masculine or macho or alpha male to talk about the women that you mess with mm-hmm. ain't kissing and telling something that's not really seen as, <laughs> and that's not cool to kiss and tell. Yeah. But people mix that shit up. That's not masking at all. Or a dude that's running around, uh, just running throughout the world, not paying child support. Fucking everybody got like nine babies, mamas. <laughs> he might lift weights or something and have a little muscle. And then chicks are like, oh, my God, he is such a man. Like, no, he's not. Yeah. Dude is a fucking clown. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to change what an alpha male means, you know, because it's just it's a joke. Like yeah. being a man is not a fucking uh, old spice commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that's not being a man at all yeah you know as a, as a as a man i i own up to the fact that i have feelings that i don't want my feelings hurt you know that um that that um that if i'm going through something that i could talk to someone like i'm not one of those dudes that just hold shit back mm-hmm. i watch my uncles and and other other men that i know in my family just go through all kinds of just stuff because they thought that's what they had to go through because they're men. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's not right, bro. That, that just, that's just toxic shit, man. Mm-hmm. I see. I was looking up the definition. Uh, let me see. Toxic masculinity is defined as a practice that legitimizes men's dominant position in society and justifies the subordinate the subordination of women and other marginalized ways of being a man. Yep. So I wish I could find a better definition in the moment, but yeah, basically, you know, pretty much everything you said, it's it's a way in which they try I think I think the the biggest issue is that they try to box men in. Yeah. Like men have to be um hyper masculine they have to you know walk around walk around a certain way with their chest poked out and yep listen to a certain kind of music and have a certain kind of profession and you know the tone of their voice has to be a certain way they have to dress a certain way and um that like that just doesn't you know there's whatever we categorize as like these hyper masculine people or um, what we picture as like the alpha male, like there's only a few of those people. 
and you know everyone else doesn't fit in that box you know what i mean everyone is like has their own uniqueness about them yeah. and you know there's definitely nothing wrong with that you can't try to you know paint this picture of a what a a man is supposed to be or how a man is supposed to act based on like one person like one real person you know what i yeah, mean yeah exactly. cuz there's so many other like everyone's different there's you know people that are you know really masculine and you know they may get their hair they may get their eyebrows done or they may like mm. they may go to you know forever 21 and they're you know dressing nice you know every time every chance that they get but you know what i mean that's that, just that's metrosexual i mean that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah but there's like you're doing it just now no <laughs> well no 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 that's yeah. just the term used for men that like to keep themselves up the eyebrows and the yeah the, that's that's what i'm saying though that's that's part of the the toxic masculinity is um talking bad about those people got it you know what i mean so it's just there's no real i don't even know like masculine is just a term that's like doesn't have a real definition to it no. like I, people create their own definitions exactly mm-hmm. no I, I totally agree i think that is toxic like i said you know that's metrosexual i try to give it a category based on the fact that it's not what the common man does but at the same time, what does the common man do? Mm-hmm. You know, um, a person that's seen as an alpha male is going to be the guy that literally, you know, maybe he was the most like athletic, muscular, um, had the most chicks type of guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just that's just horrible. Like, I, I think that alpha male qualities go way deeper than that. You know, a man that provides for his family. um, mm-hmm keeps to itself, respects his fellow man or woman. Mm-hmm. That's important. But let's get into why toxic masculinity has affected women. The way it's affected women is because women have I think wait, before you go into that, mm-hmm. you should talk about how it's affected you personally. Personally? Okay. Well, me, uh I was a part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I I would see things that, you know, that represented this this masculine culture, you know, such as like Hey, you gonna try to smash that girl? And I'll be like, oh, no, nah, I ain't gonna even do it. Oh, man, you whack, bro. You whack. You need to, you should be doing that, doing that, doing this, doing that, doing this. Oh, you gay. And, yeah, oh, man, you gay, bro. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, oh, that's my friend. That's your friend? You ain't trying to fuck? <laughs> you ain't trying to fuck her, man? <laughs> and I'll be like, no, nah, nah, it's not like that. We actually cool. Yeah. Man, this nigga gay, bro. How do you, how do you have friend, women as friends, bro? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like it just kind of confused me. Yeah, you know, but that's a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and dealing with that growing up was was tough. Another thing too is, is I was seen as a square, and being seen as a square by your peers, like I was, I won't say I was a square, but you could say that a guy that's just respectful, keeps to himself, type of shit, they'll call you a square, and a lot of women will call you a square. Yeah. Because in their mind, they think a manly man is a dick. Yeah. Because they, they've they never been given a real definition. Either their dad wasn't around or their dad was a fucking dick if he was around. Mm-hmm. So they may think that that's what a man is. In actuality, why can a man not be someone who holds other people to a high, like holds them higher than treating them bad? Yeah. 
I think part of in my, in my opinion, I think alpha male is treating women with respect. Because mm-hmm. uh, only a weak man would disrespect women and think that's power. Yeah. I don't need to call you a bitch. I don't need to say, oh, you a hoe or you this, you that. You as a man, there is no power in belittling a woman. That your woman is your equal. A woman is your aunt. A woman is your mother. A woman is your grandmother and your friend. And toxic masculinity is just degrading and taking that away. And I that that, that shit ain't cool, man. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not no saint at all. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a saint. Not at all. But at the end of the day, I still have a certain amount of respect for women, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, the toxic shit that goes on in male culture, it's like we, it's like this assumption that women are beneath you. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it many times. I got uncles in my family be like, "Shit, the bitch don't want to call me. I'll call the bitch at this time." And it's like they <laughs> they calling women bitches left and right and and laughing about it, and it's funny and. Mm-hmm. And it's like as a young man I'm laughing at it too Not knowing that it's fucked up Yeah And it's dysfunctional mm-hmm. And you know the same dudes That call women bitches 50 times Guess what God blesses them with A daughter Ah Three of them Three of them mm-hmm. You know Now Now your contradiction ass you, you want your daughters to be treated with respect And you willing to get mad at a man That don't treat them with respect But you treated all these women like shit <clears throat> For all these years Yeah you know, it's just fucked up. Yeah, that's real. I think for me, like, um, the I was telling Eddie about this probably um, a few weeks ago. And um, I have this gay cousin and, you know, I love him to death. And I was out there visited, visiting him in New York and he used to live in L.A. and stuff. And for some reason, he thinks I'm gay. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm the farthest thing from gay. <laughs> but I was telling Eddie the story, and he was like, yo, that's to- toxic masculinity. Yep. And he's in, I was like, oh, dang, I never, I never thought about it like that. Because even as like a, a gay person, um, even though they're, you know, typically not like masculine at all, um, they still have this cookie cutter idea of like what a male should be doing or how a male should be acting. Exactly. And whatever, for whatever reason, like the way, you know, he just put like these context clues together and kind of came up with this, like this false assumption. Yep. And I'm just like, no, like that's just not the case. And I don't have a pro like I'm comfortable enough for myself to be like, like dog, I'm not gay. Like, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) whatever you know what i mean but that's just like one one form of it uh one form of it and um even like you know sometimes you talk about like um there's there's like me and my friends were talking about this earlier about like just different situations where gay dudes will hit on you and it's like part of that is like they for what it could be anything it could be almost like if you're if like whoever they choose to like hit on it could be somebody that's like hyper masculine which they think is like them covering up something (laughs) or it could be like a person that's not like not that in their eyes not that masculine at all um and then they feel like feel comfortable enough to 
hit on that person because they think that, you know, maybe they're, um, you know, under the, under the radar, un, you know, undercover yeah. gay person or, you know, whatever the case may be, for whatever reason in their mind, they, they have like, um, watched you and observed you and, um, use your social media or whatever the case may be and they, came they, up to, they got the gator on yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and they you know chose to shoot their shot but it's just like you yeah. know that's that's part of it too so yeah yeah it, when i'm when you that brought that up i was like yo he that's toxic masculinity yeah because what it is is it's affected anyone who is like uh, viewing men because they figure if we're not pounding on our chest and be like I want some pussy oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if we're not beating our chest doing shit like that they figure like you know what maybe he might be gay yeah nah bro there was a there was a time not too long ago with me where I knew this dude back in college cool dude you know but that he came out as gay and I was like that didn't change how I treated him I was just mm-hmm. like hey what's up fam what's popping yeah. And there's some people like, oh, no, I don't mess with dude. I don't talk to him no more. Yeah. You know, which I felt was kind of wrong, you know, but, hey, to each his own. Yeah. Well, I see the dude multiple times, you know, since college, and I still show him love. Like, hey, what's popping? What's good, man? How you doing? You're like, oh, everything's good. And then one day he hit me in my inbox, and he's like, Eddie, I just want to let you know, I always thought you were handsome. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> And he uh, he was like he was like I just had to tell you I was like bruh you know who you talking to right mm-hmm. and he's like I know but I just I felt like I said look bruh I yeah. said no disrespect to you man but you got me all messed up man <laughs> <laughs> you got you got, you got the wrong one man and he was like well he's like uh, God forbid that I really you like had to come out to you like and I'm thinking like bruh like don't turn that around on me yeah you know that's not cool. But mm-hmm. it's toxic masculinity. He figured I was so approachable and I was so nice to him that I had to be gay. Yeah. Like, bro, you should respect me as a heterosexual male the same way I respected you when you came out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but it just goes back to that. And it's like it was a uh, matter of fact, it was not too long ago. I was over in uh, in Van Nuys at work and uh, I was about to load some fuel up. And uh there was this dude that came up and he's like, so where you from? I was like, I'm from Bakersfield, man. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm from out here. And then he said, so how's the bitches out there, bro? And I was just like, huh? <laughs> and I, he was like, I said, like, how's the bitches? I heard there's a lot of bitches out there. Yeah. And I just was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, I, I guess, man. Yeah. And he was like, that's cool, bro. That's cool. And I'm just like, is that the base of your conversation? Yeah. That like, bothers me, It though. bothers me. Like, like, I know we men... Yeah. But we don't always got to talk about pussy, man. How yeah. was, how was your day? Yeah. How's yeah. everything going, man? Like I don't and and me it's weird for me because regardless of what my situation is with a woman, whether we fucking or we friends or whatever's going on, that is our business. Yeah. I don't run back telling all my business and and, and objectifying women to other men like, "Yeah, I would do this to her." Or, yeah, I would do this. Like, yeah. dog, that's that's toxic. Yeah. You, like you got to think like the whether you're heterosexual or homosexual or whatever the like relationship aspect of your life is only like a small portion exactly of, you know what you got going on exactly like you're you're on you're on a truck like the majority of your day mm-hmm. so your interaction with women um on a day-to-day basis probably takes up like 
a very you know in the teens when it comes definitely. to a percentage you know what i mean definitely very so small. you got to think like in our life there's so much more going on we can talk about Thank like you. there's sports we you know we watch espn or whatever on a daily basis we you know we watch funny videos on instagram exactly. we watch you know informational stuff we read a little bit or whatever the case may be so there's such a vast like um variety of you know stuff we can talk about definitely um and like I, I remember I had a similar situation when I was um there's like this local acting agency that I had a um I had a meeting with them and you know they were running down you know what they would do and you know like you got to take headshots and you know there's different auditions for this different auditions for that you got to come in and take acting classes and then like everything was going cool and then he was just like um he was like, uh, I forgot what he said. He was like, are you single or, you know, you, you dating or anything? I was like, no, nah, I'm single. He's like, cool, cool, cool. Because we'd be having like these um, different like potlucks with, you know, all the the, uh, the the people, the actors and stuff under the, the talent agency. It's like, yeah, man, it'd be some cool girls. There. It'd be some cool girls. Like, I'm off the market. I got a wife. But you know what I mean? You, you know, you can slide in there or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right, man, that sounds cool. The and then there was even a girl there, like another, there were two agents in the office. And then there was another girl there. And, um, the guy or the girl, she, she came to work and she was, you know, she was kind of interacting with us when I was talking to the dude and she was like, oh, dang, she brought, she pulled out her laptop. She's like, oh, dang, I forgot my laptop. I forgot my charger to my laptop. She's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to just, you know, go home whenever it dies. And I was like, well, I live down the street. Like, I can, you know, you can borrow my uh, charger for, you know, a couple hours or whatever, and I'll just pick it up later on. Um, it was just like, you know, I guess my good deed for the week or whatever the case may be. And she was like, no, nah, it's okay. And then the dude was like, come on, bro, you ain't got to do all that. She got a man anyways. Wow. It so is you, just like, like, come wow. on. Like, <laughs> you can't even be nice. Yeah. Like, you know what it oh my god this this hits from so many angles because mm-hmm. think about this when when you're genuinely nice to a woman she think you want to fuck her yeah toxic masculinity has ruined everything because if you come out a woman disrespectful a lot of times the chance your chances are almost that as being equal of being respectful mm-hmm. because women don't give a fuck if you first of all we already talked about the attraction part yeah. Women want someone that's like a male comparable to their look. So if if she's a pretty fairly attractive woman, that's what she wants back. But if you came up to her and you looked all right and you was like, dang, girl, them pants fitting good. You got a nice ass. I'm just being uh, honest. Right? <laughs> I'm not saying that they would like. Girl, you got a fat ass. Yeah. They'd be like, wow, you are so funny. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jessica. I've seen it. Trust me. I've seen it before. Yeah. A couple times. I've never came out a chick like that, though. But the being nice shit don't work. And a lot of it is because women think it's fake. They think it's fake because they believe in toxic masculinity. They think we're all pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they figure if you're not a piece of shit, then you front. <laughs> That's, That's just, funny. it sucks. Then let's say you work at a, at a place with, uh, uh, where, where it's a high percentage of women work. A lot of those women being attractive, right? Yeah. And let's say you're not fucking any of them, right? And let's say it was a chick that that that's like really cute and she liked you and you kind of like not curved her, but you didn't talk to her. They're going to be like, is he gay? Yeah, because they're going to be wondering why you ain't fucking none of them. (laughs) It's the truth. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's another form of toxic masculinity, because as a man, even at a workplace, you're supposed to be fucking somebody. Yeah, it's sad. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I had that situation happen at work, but I didn't last because I started fucking some of my employees. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wasn't that many though? It was only like four. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you're not you're not gay because you're single. You're gay because you like men. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. They be doing that. Like, so how are you, how long you been single? You be like, oh, I've been single for for years, man. They be like, you ain't got no kids? I'm like, nah. They's like, man, people gonna start thinking you gay. I'm be like, nigga, I've been knocking them down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ask your wife, man. (laughs) I was hitting that from the back before y'all got together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, oh that's crazy. That's real though. I think that, but that along with that, like if you're looking for, like. If you're looking for, we, we kind of talked about it before, too. Like, if you're looking for something to find, you know, to assume that a guy is gay or whatever, like, you'll find it. Oh, yeah. Like, in any situation, like I talked about earlier, if someone is too, like, too hard or too, like, Bruh. too masculine, oh, they must be gay. Bruh. Uh, if he's if he's kind of like, you know, he's not as masculine as the one dude and, you know, he keeps his... Always keeps a fresh haircut or whatever. Oh, he must be gay. He he, he, he too, you know, he too clean cut or whatever. It's terrible. <clears throat> yeah, it's bad. But you know what? I will say this: those overly tough, uh, extra masculine, like game banger type of dudes. Hey, them dudes be gay for real. <laughs> <laughs> them dudes be hey. Them dudes be under the cover like a motherfucker. Yeah. You hear, I know you heard about, I'm not trying to slander this man, but it's, it's oh, a story. Oh, Young Buck? Young Buck, yeah. Oh, damn. Young Buck, yeah. He got a video. It's literally, it's him, and it's a, 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 a was it, a, a, transgender. Trans, a transgender woman mm-hmm. is giving him a BJ, and he knew who, he knew what she was about. He was like, I guess she had a, a Instagram, and he had followed it, and it said, like, in a headline, like, transgender model or something. Mm-hmm. And then it showed him throwing a stack of money on a bed, and and uh, the transgender lady was like, "Oh wow!" And he's like, "Here, say, uh, say, uh, put this dick in your mouth." Oh. <laughs> and it just showed a video, like it don't show the actual. It's just suck. his back, huh? It's like his back. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's a big ass fly in this house. It's on the wall over there. For whatever reason, I I've been seeing more. Like usually, flies just pop up in the summertime. Yeah. But for for whatever reason, like. They've been popping up more so lately. I just I'm, I hate flies. I don't know what they do for our ecosystem. Yeah, you know. But, but with that, with that thing, like the young buck thing, yeah. like he he vehemently denied it. Yeah. When it when it came out, and usually that's a sign of like you know that something is really going on. Yeah. Like they they tend to like my cousin told me, um, that like he was homophobic before he came out. But, Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So usually like those people that are like, you know, oh my gosh, gay people this and gay people that and all that's gay um, are the people that tend to be, you know, the gay, actually like undercover. Wow. So they put in too much effort in being the opposite, being opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Because re- like if you don't like if you're not, you just don't care. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. Like I like at the end of the day, you know either some gay stuff's going on or it's not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And what's, what's bad about it with Young Buck, what I find bad <clears throat> is uh, I listened to his old raps and, he's, and over 10 years ago, homophobia was big time in rap music. People saying F word, F, these, F, these Fs, 
mm-hmm. you know, do, do you gay nigga, blah, all that. Yeah. And then like we flash forward to these times where you know you'll be you'll get canceled for being homophobic, and which you should. Um, but it's crazy these dudes that was super homophobic and turned up being gay. Yeah. And this, and they didn't they start flexing their biceps. Man, I'm not gay, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, yeah, you kind of are. <laughs> you kind of, yeah. Yeah, man. That's I, a that's a man's mouth, man. Uh, <laughs> just playing the percentages, though. You got to think like, I don't know what percentage of people in America are gay, but like every rapper can't be straight. Nah. And you got to think too, like. When I worked in Hollywood, um, there was probably, I don't know how many people ran the show, like how many people were behind the scenes running the show. Like there was probably 10 to 12 um, production assistants. Then inside the office, there was probably about 12 different, you know, executives. You got like music supervisors, you got line producers, you got um, executive producers, um uh, production coordinators, production managers, and then you know on the other side you have producers. So it could be anywhere from like thirty, thirty to thirty-five, probably forty or so. And in in one side of the office alone, there was probably like I could think of maybe four, four or five people that were gay that were working on the show. Um, so there's there's like this correlation between like artistic stuff and just think about like your high school and you think about like drama and choir and stuff and think about like how many people you knew that were like openly gay in high school you know what I mean so there's some there's something about art that like you know um like gay people gravitate gravitate to um so and you know rapping is art so what I'm trying to say is wow that's a hell of a point yeah I've never heard that point made before Mm -hmm. but I totally buy it (laughs) <laughs> the same dudes that got all the big booty strippers in their video, they probably got some big booty guys. In their <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'd be like, twerk it, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, man. Yeah, dude. You'll ne- you would never know. Yeah. But like in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, toxic masculinity, it has dominated the way we as men think of ourselves and other men and how women view us and how the world views us. Mm. And it's, it's really, it's very unfortunate, man. Yeah. And it's like a lot of times too, a lot of women just like just off the, just off this subject, a lot of women, the reason why they don't know how to be, the reason why they don't know how to be treated is because one, either their father was a toxic person or he wasn't there. And the examples that they seen were also toxic Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a correlation between, you know, um, how women view themselves, how they're treated and just how they view men in general mm-hmm. to what the examples that they've had. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just as important as a young lady to have a, a father uh, at, than a young man. But then he can't just be there and cheating on his wife like your daughter needs to see you treating your wife with respect. Yeah. Because if she doesn't and you're cheating on your wife and then your 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 daughter keeps seeing your mom her mother take you your sorry ass back, 
mm-hmm. she's gonna think it's okay to get cheated on. Like, you know, my mother always, you know, they worked it out. Yeah. That's toxic masculinity. As a man, he felt that it was okay to keep running out and sticking dick in different women until the fact until the point that it ruined his family. Yeah. You know, and that's not cool, man. Mm-hmm. It ain't. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's just another. thinking that idea that that's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, there was another thing I wanted to mention. Oh, toxic masculinity is an, it also could be used as a form of manipulation. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because men will post big booty twerking videos and and the girl that got that's half naked, they whistling and how that I'm like, damn, girl, you fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. They yeah. giving all the all their attention and energy to women like that. So there are tons of women that that are not loose like that, but they will act oh, that on, way. On Instagram and stuff, huh? Oh yeah. So they're only acting that way because of because of men. They think that that's what a normal man is supposed yep. to like. They think that a normal man just want to see ass cheeks slapping and shit. Yeah. When in actuality, if I like a woman, she needs to starve me out. What I mean <laughs> by that is. If I like her, I don't need to see ass on the counter. I don't need to see tits all over her social media. I don't need to see like a bunch of sexual shit because I that just doesn't attract me long term. Honestly, you're what you're what, what women are doing is they're pandering to the tox the toxicity, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's not good. Yeah, and it's like they're pandering to men. Just because they think that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Do you think a woman goes into a club half naked, ass cheeks out, titties out, because that's what she wanted to wear? I don't think so. That's it's really uncomfortable. I it's, think most people exactly. want to be comfortable. Like yeah. whatever you go to sleep in is probably what you want to wear. She all day. is looking for attention from a toxic man. Yeah. Because in her mind, she's, you know, she she thinks that's what men want. Yeah. I see it too much. You uh, alone. I want to say about like the music videos. Oh my god! Like I remember, like of course everyone like I'm attracted to like you know women, but I think there's there's um, there was always something about those music videos that made me a little bit uncomfortable. Like I just always felt it was weird. Like if I was like fifth grade and I'm watching like 106 in Park, and then it's like half naked women on the 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 thing and then like my mom walks through the living room and i'm just watching it yeah. it was always something uneasy about that definitely you know what i mean in the comfort of your own home and you're, you're in your own room like oh it's cool but it's something about like that and then your mom walking by was just something strange about that so th- just that idea of like um they thought that that was like a good music video I'll tell you why it was I'll tell you why it was awkward for you. It was awkward for you because the 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 way that your mother holds herself Mm -hmm. and the way that you view your mother, you had enough respect for her and yourself to say, whoa, 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 this shit is weird. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen dudes watching big booty videos and they mom walk across the room and they don't even flip the fucking channel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it goes back to that. That toxic masculinity where you figure my mom know what's up. She know these girls got ass. You know what I'm <laughs> That's comedy. Bruh. I mean, it's the you know, it's the truth, unfortunately. Uh, it's the big pimping video. My mom ain't worried about this. We be big pimping, <laughs> spending cheese. 
I can't front. That got to be like one that's, of the most epic music videos of all time. That's one of the most epic big booty videos ever. Yeah. They got big booties from Brazil, mm-hmm. from, from man, all kinds. Melissa Ford and I think. Man, they got Latinas, black women. I didn't see no white girls on there, though. White girl went, white girls went thick back then. Nah, they wasn't. Hey, white girls thick now. That was pre-white girl thickness. <laughs> I don't know what happened, dude. Like I remember, I remember um, Ludacris had a line. He was like, it was, it was, it had to be like 2004, 2003, somewhere in there on one of his songs. I don't even know what song it is, but he was like, it's a new generational thing. Like white women would ask. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, like, and that was like when girl, white girls just started getting thick. I was like, dang. I was like, dang, they've been listening to that ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it, and it was like factual at the time. Cause like, that was like right when white, I don't know if they was hitting the gym or they was eating them. They was starting to eat soul food or what? I don't know, bro. Thick. Like I'm, we're not saying as a blanket statement, statement that white women have not been thick, but just at, on, as an overall scale, like I just don't remember a lot of thick white women back in like 1998, 1999, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and then like once like the 2000s hit, you just start seeing white girls walk around with some tight jeans. You just like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, what's going mm-hmm. on? You see, you ever seen that little, that little clip of that, the little kid, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was like, wow, I'm not even surprised anymore. When I yeah. see thick white women walking around, I'm just yeah. like, yeah. Hello, yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, my name is Marcy. Oh, okay, Marcy. <laughs> Are you from around here? Yeah. Um, you're like okay. I don't. I don't know why I just thought about this, but you know that. Remember that Dave Chappelle? Um, it wasn't even a skit. It was on one of the. I think it was the first season. Yeah. He was just walking around New York. It's like those are great New York boobs, and he was giving everybody like little stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that one? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, it's comedy. Yeah, man. Yeah, but uh, we got really off topic there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, the 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 rap videos, man. Yeah. That was also a form of toxic masculinity. Yeah, and and all in all these different forms, even in government, and and like as men, we need to realize the amount of privilege that we do have, and the way that we do treat women, because yeah. that shit's a big deal. And even as a man, me not having any kids or not having a daughter, I take full accountability for the amount of power and influence I have over other men. So if I know young men and let's say I'm a football coach and they're like, man, I'm trying to fuck. I want some pussy coach or some shit like that. I'm like, hey, man, don't talk like that around me. Yeah. You know, don't and don't you know, don't do this or that. Being that example for a young man, you know, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I can't control everything a young man does, but I could give him influence. Like if if I'm his football coach and he sees me with my girlfriend and how I treat her or my wife and and these young men see that example, they'll be like, coach, coach is a really good guy. Yeah. And he's a tough guy. It's good to be. It's good to be a tough guy. Mm-hmm. So like some men that haven't had influence on me, such as my football coach, uh, Coach Hartnett. He's a great husband, um, a great grandfather. He loved his grandkids, but he used to coach us and yell at us and scream at us. And he's a tough nosed, hard nosed guy. Mm-hmm. And is and I have a lot of respect for him. You know, yeah. guys like him, LeBron James. You know, yeah, you could definitely be a manly man and still maintain 
integrity, you know, and respect for women. Yeah. That yeah, that's real. I think I think it's interesting that probably the two most popular players in the NBA are basically with like their high school sweethearts pretty much. Yeah. I think Steph and Aisha met after Steph I meant Steph Curry and LeBron James, but mm-hmm. I think Steph and Aisha met a little bit after um high school or some high school summer camp or something like that. But um that that is like pretty like a pretty dope example of, you know, how you should you know, treat a woman and, you know, kind of sticking with the woman that you, you grow up together with, you know what I mean? They were with both of them before they were, you know, the two highest paid athletes or whatever the yep. case. So it's just dope to see. And and then also on their end, they, they remember the, uh, the touch the sky video talked about, and it's kind of crazy cause it actually happened in real life, but and the Touch the Sky video, Tracy Ellis Ross, the Kanye West video, Tracy Ellis Ross talks about her and Nia Long are like yelling at Kanye West, like, "Oh, you gonna you gonna get famous and you gonna leave us for lead all the black women for a white woman and stuff like that." Um, you just have to go back and like listen or go back and watch the video. I, I forget yeah. how the skit goes exactly, but basically that's what she was saying. Yeah. Um, and basically to say that like. Not necessarily like leaving your girl for a white woman, but they just stuck with the same girl that they came, you know, came to fame with, which is pretty dope. <clears throat> that's a that's a that stereotype in itself is kind of bad. What? Oh, like that the black the black guy gets popular and now he gets with a white girl type. Yeah, thing. yeah. I don't, I don't really subscribe to that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a thing anymore. I think maybe in the like the late nineties yeah. or in the nineties and early 2000s that yeah. was more so a thing i just think if you like somebody then you like them period yeah you know it's, it's just unfortunate that we still have you know that mindset like me all of a sudden like if i pop up with a white girl see this, this is hard being a black guy sometimes oh yeah it's hard being a black guy cause, all the time yeah because you know you know you take interest in a young lady she happens to be white and you guys are all taking painting the town red one night and you see a family member and they're like Oh, so you couldn't get you a black woman, huh? <laughs> I ain't gonna front. Every time I see a black dude with a white girl, I it just looks. I wouldn't say it looks weird, but I do think about it. You know what I mean? Not in a negative way. I just be like, oh, he got you a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then when they walk off, you turn around and see if she, hey. <laughs> see if she thick. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, that's why you're with her. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. And then he wait, and he, y'all both turn the black dude, and then the, and you turn around at the same time, and y'all yeah. give each other a head now. Like, yeah, I see you looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately, though, man. I just think we got to do a better job. I hate to put it all on us. There's, there's some accountability that goes on the woman's side. They, yeah. They're going to have to figure out, you know, what a genuine man is. But it's just kind of hard when they don't have the example. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of men know how to mislead. They know how to manipulate. They know how to control. They know how to be macho and all this shit. It affects everything. Yeah. So ultimately, we got to do a better job. Yeah. All right, man. Moving right along. Patience. You got to have patience, man. Yeah. Being patient is literally one of the most important things you can do. Um, 
throughout life, man, as, as being younger, I was always like, I had to be the first to get this. Or I had to be the first to see that. Or I had to be the first person to listen to this song. Like, hey, you heard that song? I heard it first. You know, all kind of dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, being being patient, even if that means being second or being third or being fifth to something, it's a big deal. And what I've noticed is nowadays people want they don't even I don't know. They they don't they don't wait for quality. Yeah. We could use a relationship as as an example. Whereas you'll see somebody break up and they'll be in another relationship and I don't know, a month later. It's like you did not find love in a fucking month. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Think mm-hmm. about it. That's not a quality based decision. Yeah. You didn't wait and 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 better yourself. I'm not saying you can't date or you can't fool around, but I'm not taking a chick serious if I just broke up with my girl fucking a month, two months ago. I'm not gonna go out and find the love of my life in fucking two weeks. Yeah. So people they're not patient. If they're trying to, you know, uh get an occupation like a you know, one that you know, that they really, really want and they think that that shit's gonna happen in in three months when it could actually take three years. Mm-hmm. And people tend to give up because they don't have the patience to stick it out. Yeah. Patience could get you so much further than than just doing the quick thing. Yeah. I don't want the quick thing. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want that. This podcast is a prime example. This is episode twenty seven. The, I mean, I'm not trying to make it like we're just like some podcast gurus, but <laughs> I can't think of anybody else in this city, and I'm not shitting on anybody, that has put out content week after week after week after week, regardless of the numbers, regardless of what's going on, and have not, and I could be wrong, it could be somebody out there, but I've been paying attention to the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you know it's easy to give up when you think that oh man like this ain't doing nothing or yeah oh man I'm not making money off of this or I'm not doing that's everything is not attached to a fucking price tag yeah you gotta be patient man mm-hmm. when your time comes you'll know it but yeah. you just, you just in the meantime you gotta learn patience I think a lot of our lack of patience when it comes to let's just keep it in this realm like entertainment there you go um whether you want to be an actor or you want to make movies or you want to do a podcast or you want to be a rapper we we see people that are famous and then we look at their age like oh dang michael b jordan was acting when he was 12 years old man like dang he was on the wire when he was you know a teenager or um Mac Miller was, you know, he he had 18. a yeah, he had a record deal when he was 18 years old rapping around Pittsburgh and um Bow Wow was rapping when he was, you know, barely out of diapers and you know what I mean? So our our perception of like getting on is shaped by, you know, these people when in reality you got to think like those are those are just a handful of people. Exactly. The if you look at the averages when it comes to, you know, these certain things like just take rap for instance like jay-z put out his first album when he was 26 j cole put out his first album when he was 26 i think eminem was even a little bit older than that like nipsey hustle he in his early 30s and he just put out his first official album this year so yep um 
like those those, those cases are more um, happen more often than you know the little bow wows and the little Romeos. So if you if you think about you know whatever you want to do like that, like it's a grind. And whenever it, even two chains, two chains was two chains was like fifty years old when he put out his first album. <laughs> so you know what i mean like it's it's just you gotta think just remove just remove this idea that things are supposed to happen by a specific date like things are going to happen when whenever they're going to happen and it is kind of hard for a younger person to realize that Mm -hmm. like when you're 20 you know when you're 20 years old or 18 years old you're like dang man i'm gonna put out this one song and then it's gonna blow up and then i'm gonna be on tour with drake but that's not really how it happens. Or I'm going to uh-huh. go to this one audition and you know what I mean? I'm going to get this role. I'm going to be on this TV show. And then we're going to go up after that. Like, that's just not, that's just not the norm. You know what I yeah, mean? It's not real at all. And it takes like, generally I think that the, the age, like the getting on at a higher age, whatever that, you know, whatever, like the, the 26 just means that you're, not necessarily that you're not like mentally ready yet, but that that may be part of the reason. But you haven't worked on your craft enough. Exactly. So you know what I mean. If you started, you know, they they always talk about this like ten thousand hour rule. Um, if you started doing whatever, like if we started, like we haven't done anything in the podcast realm yet, and we're already like you know at episode twenty seven. Like we have, you know, over a thousand listens and stuff like that, but we're still early on. So it's like we already know that it's a grind and we know that, you know, it takes time and and effort to grow an audience and to even get better at podcasting. You know what I mean? Like we're 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 like pretty good now at podcasting. But imagine if we get, you know. 5,000 hours of podcasts or like exactly 2,000 hours of podcasts, how much, you know, sharper will be and how much, you know, how many better topics will be and how much more, uh, how much better verse will be when we're, you know, just speaking. Exactly. So if you just think about it like that, think about it like whenever I started liking something or whenever I started doing something, it's going to take um, hours and hours and hours of practice in order to get good at it. And then once you're good at it and once enough eyes are on you, that's when you'll, you know, be on, I guess. You know what? I seen something. It kind of pissed me off. It's about a week ago. I, didn't, I don't think I told you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a dude, this rapper, right? And mm-hmm. um, I posted some content online about the podcast. He hit the link on it. He was like, he was like, good, good shit, my brother, or whatever like that. And I was like, oh, man, thanks. So, you know, when anybody shows me love, I want to see what they're about. So I go on his page. I click on his page. And this guy's a rapper. He's getting, he's followed by Fat Joe and somebody else. I was like, wow, this guy is really, you know. Mm-hmm. So I inbox him. I listen to some of his, uh, I listen to some of his music on, on SoundCloud. And I inbox him. I said, hey, man. I like what you do, man. I was like, keep it up, brother, man. And I appreciate your feedback on the podcast. And uh, the guy said something that was kind of unrelated to uh, what I said. And I don't know if this guy has a fucking robot using his Instagram or somebody is just setting money up. Because then he said, yeah, man, he said, I got another. I got a song coming out. It's about to be a hit. And you could ride my way for a small fee of fifty dollars. 
What? I swear, I still got the inbox. What does that even and, mean? And I that sounds kind of sexual, actually. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But but like I was about to. T- I didn't even respond. I, I was about to type. You old bitch ass. <laughs> but I said, you know what, man? This guy, he ain't. Gonna, if this guy is really doing this shit, he ain't gonna get far. Yeah, that's weird. Because if you if you're doing some fuck shit on the way up, somebody's gonna find out. Yeah. That you're 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 doing if you're doing this, it's, you're doing it for the money, yeah. and that's the wrong thing. I yeah. think that what me and Keith do is it's gonna pay us back down the road. I, I because there's like I'm, we're not selling ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody said, um, "Well, we'll we'll pay you some crazy shit. Like we want all the rights to your podcast, your episodes. We'll pay you like some small fee, like." Fifteen hundred dollars to have all the rights to it. I'd be like, you can keep your money. Dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, this mm-hmm. is my, this is our content, dude. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people will sell their shit out. Like you have to value what you do more than that. Mm-hmm. The motherfucker asked me for fifty dollars. I was like, dude, you can ride. What does that mean? He said he got a new song coming out. He said, and, and this is going to get a lot of buzz. So you could ride the wave. I'm gonna see if I can find it. I'm trying to figure out like what it like. Are you investing in him? Are you gonna get a return? Or I don't. Is, I don't. The... I don't know. Supposedly, it's was supposed to get me like attention for the podcast, but I don't want that attention if it's based off of something non-organic. Yeah, organic want... organic um, attention will will always go a lot further than some bought attention. Yeah, I ain't trying to. You got me fucked up, dude. Yeah, I'm looking through here right now to see if I can find him, and it, and it's like, dude, like. It's it's hard to stomach these rappers, bro. Yeah. That's that yeah, that's I think originally when I'm sure in whatever tribe in Africa when they started making like, you know, hip hop music or when jazz was originated and stuff like that, they they couldn't necessarily fathom this idea that somebody like Jay-Z or P. Diddy would be like dang near a billionaire based off of like something they created just because they liked the sound of it. Um, And that kind of like devalues like the art in a sense. Like if there's, if you're trying to like monetize it because, you know, that's not how it was originated. People, you know, people just made music because they liked it or you know, they wanted people to hear it and they wanted people to dance and stuff like that. And then now you have these people that, you know, were raised in the ghetto and they seen that people are becoming millionaires off of, you know, hip hop. And then they're strictly doing it for the money and just kind of like you're you're almost selling your soul a little bit, you know? Yeah, you <clears throat> are. Mm-hmm. As you were uh, speaking right now. I came across something that was hella funny. <laughs> I don't mean to change. I don't mean to change the subject, but LeBron James just posted a picture of him, and it says, "Can't even front. It just felt different. Goosebumps, right? Yeah. It was his first game as a Laker preseason. Somebody in the comments, huh? but but hold up, yeah, Kyle it, Kuzma. No, the oh. first the first comment was Ha Ha Davis. Ah. And he said, oh, it felt different, different. <laughs> 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 the, fu- Hands down, uh. the funniest, uh, the funniest uh, little video he had made was the one with Lil Wayne, when Lil Wayne album dropped. How did when he had it? the, he had his, he had the beanie on and his headphones on and he literally set the beanie on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, this is an album album. This is an album. And he's stomping the thing out. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah. He was an idiot. He's yeah. awesome, though. And the cool thing about it is is people using social media to give them, like, I don't know, to give them, like, a legit platform. That, well, that's what I mentioned. There's a guy, I think, um, I think. I don't know his name, but he's like a dude from New Orleans. He got a thick New Orleans accent, and his name is like Raz Kaz or something like that or something. No, it, Kaz. Ain't, it ain't Raz Kaz because that's a rapper from the West Coast. Yeah, well, something like something along those lines, and uh, it just tripped me out because he was at the um, the Giants game because oh, okay. the Saints played the the Giants, and he was talking to Odell Beckham, and he was on the sideline, and they didn't do like a like a legit skit, but he was just like. Like, he just acted like that persona that he carried on Instagram. Like, he did a, like, quick video when Odell Beckham was warming up. So, it was pretty dope. And I was like, dang, that's just a trip on, like, how, like, s- these social media guys are real celebrities. Definitely. Like, you know, you'll you'll post a video, it'll go viral. Um, Odell Beckham might share it, or he might hit you on your inbox, like, hey, bro, that's funny. And then, all of a sudden, like, y'all cool, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just crazy how that works. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these guys—they've been. It's not like some of these guys didn't just pop up. They've been making skits for a while. Yeah, you think about Jess Hilarious before she blew up. She was making a bunch of funny ass videos on Instagram. Yeah, um, another one is uh, I don't know about Fatboy SSE, but then uh, Haha Davis—he was doing shit quite a while beforehand. And yeah, he, I'm care. I'm gonna. I wanna. It, there's probably a million videos, but I want to kind of scroll back and see what like what a buzz first, started. The, yeah, what they first videos looked yeah. like. And there's this chick, dude. This, I followed her. She's really funny. Her name is Lucy B, mm-hmm. and she's always talking like hella shit. But she's hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure she her shit started blowing up like out of left field. I guess people started sharing it. Yeah, and she's always talking about like her coworkers and other yeah. little shit. And I caught her one day. I seen something. I was laughing, but I didn't follow her. And then another video resurfaced. I was like, oh, I got to follow this chick. This is yeah. hilarious. But that that kind of goes back to what we were talking about as far as uh, the patients. Yeah. Like, it, it's rare that these people get, you know, like even Shiggy, he did, you know, he did the Drake thing. But even before that, people, the people that I knew personally already knew who he was. Like, I yeah. didn't know who he was, but. I didn't either. Um, you know, he had already been making, you know, different kind of funny videos and stuff like that. So once that hit, you know, it's just like it's just like an avalanche at that point. And it's crazy. Like you can't predict the things that go viral. Mm-hmm. Anything could go viral. Yeah. That, like uh, for a little bit, um, that dude that was like, what are those? Yeah. That shit went viral. Yeah. Another one was uh, uh, that teacher was somebody. I guess somebody threw a spitball at his head or something. He's like. Whoever threw that, your mom's a hoe. <laughs> and then it's like, what'd you say? Yeah. I said, whoever threw that, your mom's a hoe. Mm-hmm. That shit was fucking hilarious, man. Yeah. I had a bad. Even with, even like the guy, even with, you know, Kevin Edwards out here. Yeah. He was making videos for the longest, like years and years, years and years. years. And then the one one that I could think of that was all over World Star and Instagram. I think Snoop Dogg even shared yeah. it was the, the sweet tea one. Yeah. Get that nigga sweet tea. Yeah, and I looked on there and it had, I think it, that was like six years ago, I think it said on yeah. YouTube. And then um it got like five million views or something like that. Brock did that super WWF kick. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Shout yeah, out I gotta to, look that up. Shout out to Brock, man. Get on YouTube, look up like Kevin Edwards sweet tea. 
that's pretty funny but yeah that like even like i was saying just before then there was grinding putting out all kind of skits trying to put out putting out vlogs and you know it's just you put out something that you, yeah I, I imagine everything everything you put out you you imagine was going to go viral or is just mm-hmm. going to go up but um that was just kind of the one that did it but before then he was grinding for a long long time yeah but the shit has to be good though that's the number one thing yeah. it has to legitimately be good you have to i'm not saying that you're you're seeking you know that that praise and affirmation but people have to literally like to dig into what you're doing like mm-hmm. You need to know if, if you're really engaging people. If you're engaging people, then that's awesome. Yeah. But don't get up here get doing a half-assed job with the podcast. Yeah. That's not cool. Because I, I feel bad for the people that listen to a podcast, and it's like fucking paint drying on the wall. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God. I got to find something else to listen to. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people that heard my podcast, and it's like, Fuck Eddie, you know? <laughs> but it's all it's all good, man. Yeah, you know. I, I think also too that I like so I like listening to, um, just different kind of podcasts, and you 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 see there's a there's like levels to it. Like yeah. there's a a um, podcast called Freakonomics, and I think basically there's a, there's a it's based off of like this book that you know these two authors put together and I, I don't even know what the book is about I had to look it up but but they do like I'm gonna call them weird podcasts but they just talk about like just strange topics about like the one I read was about like success and if like if practice can make you great and they did they did ones on like you know professional athletes and their habits and stuff but just like the pro- the production value of their podcast is like like better than probably any other podcast because they do interviews and then they cut up the interviews like they'll interview somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo yeah they'll do a whole interview like just a one-on-one interview the interview may be like two hours and then they'll cut it up to where um it fits within like the hour long podcast that they generally have so it's just it's just pretty crazy and it it it, it kind of like flows like they cut it up like an actual like TV show or like a you know something that you would see on like Na- National Geographic or something like that. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, that that's from just just like le- like the quality of it. Like they made it up in their mind. Like our the quality of our podcast is going to be better than everybody else's. Yeah. yeah, I've heard some really good podcasts, man. Mm-hmm. I've I've listened to so many different ones. Mm-hmm. There was one one I listened to that was kind of it was kind of crazy. It was called The Prude and the Porn Star. <laughs> and it's literally a girl like a chick that's kind of like just a regular average Joe, like not average Joe, but like average Jane. And then it's a chick that's literally a porn star. Do you think that this is kind of off topic? Do you think that people listen to like like just porn, just like just the audio? It's probably some people that do listen to it and they just get off on that. They probably do. It's crazy. <laughs> they probably do. That's probably man. That's some- I want. I wonder. Um, I'm like the, if they have because people on people look up like you. They say that YouTube is the uh, like the number one spot to listen to music. Like people listen to music on YouTube more than any other platform. And I know that people like they have like lo-fi hip hop for 
people doing homework and they have like classical music for, you know, people that are, you know, just doing house cleaning and stuff. But I wonder if they have like that, that like porn, porn audio. Dang, that's crazy. And it wouldn't be like, that's not like considered, that's not even considered like, uh, like hardcore or nothing. Yeah, it's like just you're not audio. seeing nothing, you're just hearing what's going on. That's crazy. Yo, that's mad. That's a new lane right there. Uh, what would you call it? A porn cast? <laughs> and the pornos, they be extra, man. They be like, you slut. <laughs> yeah, you like that slut? Nobody talks like that in real life, man. You can't talk to women like that. If you do that shit to a woman, well, some women probably like that. But it's it, but for the most part, you, you go calling a regular woman a slut. She will. Yeah. She will stop in the middle of sex and slap the fuck out of you. You know. You, we. You know. We talked about on the last episode about how porn has shaped the way like people's like personal sex life. Goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder. You know, those they have all those. You know, I don't call them outlandish. It's just kind of like stuff people like to do. Whether it's like the BDSM and like the male, the bondage and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's um. Much. Like you can't just think of that without any context, so I guess that's part of it. Like they they were probably just skimming through the wormhole of Pornhub or whatever whatever <laughs> porn site is their preference, and they clicked on one random thing where they seen somebody chained up and something like that, and it's like, oh my gosh, that's intriguing. <laughs> They, they, man, it's some. I don't want to call fetishes weird. I don't want to do that. But it's just some that are just like, what the fuck? You, I think it's. I think it's funny how we're like being a little bit PC right now. Yeah, on people with fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> just it's like 2018, and we just don't want to offend nobody. So we just yeah, like, yeah, I know they be looking up uh, fetishes to be putting in like food. <laughs> like that's right, slap me with that fucking pizza. <laughs> No, slap me with that meat. It's just a slab of ribs. <laughs> what the heck? That's what you into? And you know what's next? It's gonna be vegan porn. Ah, oh. like, give me that fucking salad, baby. <laughs> <laughs> give me those fucking apricots. That's a, this. That gives a new meaning to getting your salad tossed. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's crazy. Oh no. Yeah. Oh man, that's like that's became the latest craze, man. The booty eating too. They be oh, doing that. Yeah. What if they just had that in audio? Ah. Oh. You'd be like, <laughs> you hear a little <laughs> fart come out. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Charlemagne saw I say he liked to suck farts out of women's butt. Yeah, that was fucking nasty. That's strange. Yeah, I'm surprised Charlemagne didn't get in, he didn't get in trouble for the shit he used to say. Yeah. You suck a fart out of somebody's butt. That's that is beyond. I don't know how. That's like get ga- it's gas. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like gas that blows people up in real life. You know? What oh, I mean? it's, it's definitely. And well, you swallowing that? That just sounds like you're gonna get radiation. Yeah, you're gonna be old radiation mouth ass. <laughs> Kids gonna come out with seventeen toes. You gotta be careful too, man. These girls be having bad diets. They got nothing but hot Cheetos and shit. Ah, uh, hot Cheeto diet, especially. Yeah, hey, bro, those hey, people got to be careful. They they eat hot Cheetos entirely too much. You seen that little Zan? He, oh yeah, he got fucked up. Yeah, yeah, he did. Something. Like, I don't know, man. I just like hot Cheetos. 
It's probably his whole diet. That's like a t- that's a real teenage diet, though. You remember in high school, people used to eat Cheetos. Not you, I'm saying. Like in high school, you would see somebody with hot Cheetos every day. Yeah, they would have the hot Cheetos and like a like a brisk or whatever dollar drink they had. It's terrible, man. Mm-hmm. Hot Cheetos. If people be eating hot Cheetos and like a soda and like a honey bun, and yeah, eat, eat that throughout the day. Mm-hmm. There's like, excuse me, folks, for yawning. Um, that's that's not a real fucking diet, man. Yeah, and it it, it fucks up your insides. It it starts to inflame things. Mm-hmm. The, the the food that we're eating, man, this shit is fucked up. But we're not gonna get way off topic. Yeah, but stay off the hot Cheetos, okay? <laughs> shit is fucking people up, taking lives out here. Yeah, you know, I ain't gonna front. I like those baked hot Cheetos though. I haven't had them. You haven't had the baked ones. Nah, man. Have you had any of the like the baked the baked chips? Uh, yes, I have. I've had um the Lay's barbecue baked. That shit was good as a motherfucker. Yeah, it's something about like they just take they taste the same but a little bit different. And I yeah. I assume they're more a little bit healthier. They taste good, man. Yeah, it tastes taste like white women. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that got that got nasty. Quick. <laughs> oh man, I'm fucking around. Hey, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and move along, man. We got way off topic there. Well, in the grand scheme of things, man, uh, great things come to those who wait, but not just wait. In the meantime, they work hard and diligent towards what they want. You, th- you think there's some girl out there that was like, um, just use that whole segment for motiva- motivation to get a bigger booty? Well, why you say that? I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Like how we talked about all the white girls that used to be that weren't so thick back in the day and now they're getting thick. I don't know, man. It must be just be some in the food. These white women just out here in the world just being thick. I don't know. They really got. I don't know. I, and a lot of people are more like health conscious now, too. So they doing yeah. a whole lot more squats. Yeah, that's that's the the most fascinating thing to me. Like you see those booty transformations Like some girls used to have None Pancake booties And now that shit is fat Now that's Yeah That mug look Like a It went from a pancake To a peach emoji It went from a pancake To a full stack (laughs) (laughs) Flapjacks You're like You know what here Uh, Listen Bethany You You really did it (laughs) You made it Yeah That's It's just crazy to me though I'd be like I think um, just that idea that you can, it's almost like seeing a girl, that should make you believe anything. Like, make you believe that anything is possible. What? If a girl with a flat booty can have, like, cakes within, like, four months of working out, that should make you believe, like, anything but is possible. But it, it's not going to happen in four <clears throat> months at all. Not if it's natural. I'm I'm, I'm just throwing a number out there. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that transformation is just crazy. I, I have seen a case where a chick, she didn't have a lot of booty, but it wasn't bad, but she started training. She was skinny, and she started eating a lot more calories and lifting a lot of weights. Yeah. And her thighs and her booty was ridiculous. I seen her in there and I was just trying to have some respect. I'll be honest, ladies. I, look, 
it's hard to look at you in the eyes because it's, it's it's it just is. It's just so much going on. It's so much going on. The, yeah. Just the breasts and the thighs and the booty, and it's like I look at chick in her eyes. I'm talking to her and being respectful, but then I just one time I I just felt horrible for how what I did because mm-hmm. I had a conversation with this girl. I'm looking at her eyes, and then all of a sudden I just was staring right at her fucking tits. She keeps talking to me, and then I leave, and I was like, dude, I literally stared at that woman's breast. For like the last three minutes, <laughs> like the last three minutes, I'm looking That's at the breast. I, I just think that women started to forgive us after a while. Yeah, they're just like he's just a man, you know. When in actuality, we, to, I guess they would get used to it. Yeah, but we should be looking them in the yeah, face. Yeah, I try to. I try to be conscious of that. Just try to look at a girl when her, but when she turned around, you know what I mean. All bets are off. Yeah, and you know what else too? What I've noticed, women have become so used to men like just objectifying them that. Like you'll walk by a chick that's extremely thick And you want to turn around real bad You want to look at that booty Like immediately when you walk <laughs> by him You got to time it perfectly But you got to time it So this is, what, this, is what I, this is what I started doing Yeah I'm like a slick booty looker now Now what I a do is A slick booty looker? Not liquor I heard you Booty I was, looker I, heard, I, I said it right L- looker with Yeah I heard, I heard you It's still funny though <laughs> L- Looker No <Nah>, bless <laughs> No nah, but uh, I'll let him walk by And I'll leave like A little bit of a gap In between me turning around Cause it's it, like It's a It's a Like a normal rhythm That you would Yeah you Walk past and Take a couple bam, steps Boom I'm But you like You do an offbeat A little bit Yeah and this yeah. is what I found out In my peripheral Like for some reason If you really pay attention You can look Behind you and mm-hmm. I'll keep walking without looking at that ass. And you'll see the girl turn around, like, looking back. Like, why is he not looking at my ass? Like, nope, I got you. Yeah. I it, ain't looking back right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm looking back right now. But then when you see that head go back, you be like, yeah, dang. Yeah. Yeah. And then you be thinking in your mind, like, dang, I wish I would have said hi or something. Yeah. That's just, that's cheesy, man. I had a crazy epiphany the other day. I was talking to um, DJ. Uh-huh. And um, there was... <laughs> Somebody, uh, that dude that I was telling you about earlier that that uh, had the video with Odell Beckham. Oh yeah, he had this crazy Instagram video where he was like, "Bruh, I'm 30 years old, bruh. I just had a wet dream. It's like I ain't had one of these since I was a teenager. I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was. I didn't even know that was still possible." Um, but the video is pretty funny. He's just like talking about how he's old enough to have, have a wet dream. And he was basically saying like he was hitting Nicki Minaj from the back. <laughs> 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 he's like, man, it felt real than a bit. <laughs> but um, but that that had me thinking. I was like, yo, like the idea of a wet dream, um, almost proves like the power of your mind. Yeah, definitely. Like, like literally, like you can do anything you put your mind to because the this idea of a wet dream is like you're you're pretty much like your mind thinks you're having sex. Everything else thinks you're ha- having sex, but you're not having sex. Yeah. And then the, all the whole, you know, you know, the whole same process goes, and you finish up or whatever, and then you wake up and it's not real. And you're like, dang, that was just a dream. Dang. Yeah, you wake up like oh, I need a beach towel. Yeah, <laughs> it looked look like a crime scene in here. <laughs> oh heck no! Get CSI to clean this up. <laughs> you she, know, huh? sheets all sticky. Oh my god! But yeah, that is that just it kind of blew my mind. Like yo, like 
anything you can you anything you put your mind to, you can do it. You know what? <clears throat> People are not going to admit this, but they're going to think about it. All right, and this is just the truth. I'm being completely honest, putting myself out there. Before you typically have sex with someone, you can see yourself having sex with them first. Yeah. Like it, it, what I started to notice is like you have this vision in your mind what it's like to have sex with this chick, mm-hmm. and then when you having sex with her, you be like, "This is just how I thought it was." <laughs> <laughs> I remember vividly in my mind sitting in class, hitting her from the back. <laughs> Not in class. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just mean you was daydreaming about it in class. Oh, I okay. I was like, damn, this yeah. dude is a savage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That, that's real though, man. Yo, it's, your mind is a cra- it's a crazy, crazy, crazy thing. It definitely is, man. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. And mm-hmm. then I think what sucks is when you have this vision of having sex with this woman and then you never get it. And you just like, damn. Yeah. Like, man, I thought it was gonna be like this, and then you know, she just didn't she just stopped talking to me. Damn, that sucks. Like I never. Yeah, got it happened to everybody. And then, but and then by the time by the time you probably see her again, she's like fifty pounds heavier, and you're like, "This is not how I seen it in my dream." But <laughs> <laughs> this is completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I rem- there was <laughs> there's this teacher at my in New Mexico State, <clears throat> and I don't care if he gets in trouble, like. Maybe people will double back years and years from now and listen to this. But this dude was literally hitting on the students. What? Like we would have, wow. we had, we were shooting this movie, and this girl, this girl was telling me about it. Um, I, th- I think like, like two or three, maybe four of them teachers was a little bit creepy. But um, we were shooting this movie at his house, and uh-oh, uh-oh. he had to communicate with the students via you know text message and Facebook and stuff like that. And um, so, you know, everything happened and like for some reason, uh, I forgot what happened. Like we brought his name up to the to the girl and she was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, wait, it's like the way she said, like, oh, my gosh, after we brought up his name, had me curious. So I was like, hold on. What's is some is something to that? Like, why is she you know, why is she? Oh, my gosh. And so crazy. Like, so I asked her, like, you know, what happened? What's going on? She's like, yeah, he just like. I don't know, like, we were talking about, you know, the film, and then all of a sudden he was like, hey, maybe, you know, what do you like to do on the weekends, and we should hang out, and, you know, he was like, he was basically saying, like, I, out of all the students that came, I really was hoping you had came over, and stuff like that, and I was just like, yeah, I was like, what the, like, this is a, this is our teacher. That's true, it's very unethical, but at the same time, everybody there is an adult, so he's thinking, like, Everybody's an adult. I'm an adult. So hey, let me try to uh let me try to leverage myself as this nice teacher and uh yeah. and get one of these girls to come over to my house. Yeah. But I think that once you take a position on like a cop or a teacher or something, you can't fuck the students, man. Yeah. You are you are like totally out of it. But I would change that mm-hmm. rule. Like let's say for example, I have a student, she's really hot, I don't hit on her, mm-hmm. and then she graduates from college and she comes back, then I'm gonna hit that. Yeah, I, I I don't think <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it technically. Yeah, it's just a little. This is a little weird. It's it's and it's an incredibly unprofessional. Yeah, and I'm not really one to talk about professional because I've I've fooled around with coworkers before, but yeah. I was never in an authoritative position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know, I was just in a regular position, and then mm-hmm. later on, I got them in a different position. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I think I think college is that the only. I guess you like you said mentioning being like a police officer, but I think college is the only the only weird one because if you're in high school, obviously they're too young. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and even below that, they're way too young. Exactly. But college is like the the only thing where everybody is of age. Everybody is at least generally at least eighteen years old. Yep. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know the exact rules behind it. He seemed like you know he didn't care. So, um, you know, he was he felt he felt pretty pretty comfortable with hitting on the girl. <clears throat> Evidently. Evidently, yeah. he did. Yeah, you know, and when they're even when they're of age and they're still like twenty or nineteen, some of these older teachers could probably fool them. Like, hey, you know what's crazy? I got something in my pants, and it's like, you should look. You should, you should look at it. Yeah, I, I think there's. It's like, I don't know if there's. Uh, take this situation. Yeah, where my teacher is hitting on this younger girl, and think about Hollywood or. Yeah. Like um, Harvey Weinstein situation. Oh God, that's fucking terrible. Leverage. Yeah. Imagine a more power. Like a, my, if my teacher was more powerful and he could really, you know, move the needle on someone's career or oh, their grade. Oh my goodness. So I imagine that, like, that's kind of what opened my eyes up. Like, oh damn, that's probably how it happened. He's a less powerful Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That ain't good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Don't do that, folks. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. I mean, why is he nasty? Yeah, these these are some creepy old school motherfuckers. Because back in the day, it was okay that That's men. So it was considered okay that men would, you know, just step all over women, and they didn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, but times have changed, man. You can't you can't do that. And it's not only because times have changed, because what it is is it's never been okay to treat women like dirt, especially if you got power. Like, just imagine me and Keith become these guys like, oh, that's Keith. Oh, that's Eddie. Oh, they're so handsome. You know? And mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I couldn't use that to yeah. get me anywhere with women. I just would not feel right. I, I've lived yeah. too much life as a, as a regular man. 33 years I've lived as a regular man. There's no way I'm going to allow, you know, um, status to have me treating women differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um yeah, that's just fucked up. That is, yeah, crazy. Yeah, like oh. the the groupy things and stuff. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, we, we're way off. We're way off. Way off of uh, base. But uh, yeah, patience. That's what the topic was. Mm-hmm. Uh, good things come to those that wait. Um, yeah. If you want something quality, you, you're gonna have to. We we should probably mention. Um, I don't know the origin of it, but I I do remember us talking about. The Taraji P. Henson video. Oh she yeah, had, she had a, accepted some award. Yeah, she and did. She, she mentioned how she she had a kid. She was like twenty five years old, um, and I think she moved to she moved to L. A. Yep. And <clears throat> people were in her ear, basically saying, "Oh, you're too old. Twenty five is like the time where you should be on already. Like you're barely trying to get into it now. Like it's never going to work." And she just, you know, she didn't listen to anybody. She just went out there and, you know, she did her thing. And now she has, you know, I, th- I believe she has an Oscar award and, you know, she's been in multiple 
different movies and she's on you know probably the biggest show in empire and you know what i mean she has a extremely successful career definitely um and she i think she's what 40 46 46 now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and she's at the height of her career you know what i mean she has she's on like i said she's on empire and it's just patience man definitely i seen her in santa monica when i was doing a job when i was uh hauling dirt Mm -hmm. and she was running with like uh, two of her trainers or the one was a trainer one was like a bodyguard or something mm-hmm. and I was like oh shit it's Taraji P. Henson yeah so it's yeah it, it's like this shit is not an overnight thing you have to be prepared to camp out and keep fucking working yeah you know um, 2 Chains was 36 before he got big mm-hmm. imagine you know imagine being 36 years old but you've been rapping for over 20 years even even crazier than that Lou Duvall's 41 years old yeah. with a number one record in the country. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that smile. Living my best life. Yeah, I don't like the song. Like, it's it, it's just a pop song, but it's, it's a it, testament, though. It, it wasn't meant to be serious either. He's yeah. made he's made other songs like this. Yeah. Um, and then what I, what annoys me about it is the only thing that annoys me is like, even though it's like a comedy, it's somewhat it's a positive comedy. Mm-hmm. Like smile, bitch. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm living my best life. Yeah, you know. But and then everybody's like header on their Instagram, living my best life. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. No, you're not. Everybody you're got trying. that living my best life. You got to speak it into existence. Nah, you need to literally live your best life. Yeah, you can't just speak that. You got to live that. You got to walk that. Yeah. Everybody like I'm living my best life. No, you're not. You got drama. Your baby daddy just been slapping you in the face. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, I don't know why it reminded me that. I just thought about that Kawhi Leonard thing. Oh, that laugh. He, that laugh. He's like, I don't even know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> that don't even look. It don't look real. Nah, but it, I think what it is is with Kawhi, man. He's just one of those guys that uh, he's probably just an introvert, really quiet, probably like one of those anxiety type guys. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't take well to the media. He's yeah. he's normal, but he's just like not used to that. So it's yeah. like, I don't see the big deal. That's crazy. Yeah. Let's move on, man. Fake motivational, uh, fake motivational people on social media. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with what I mean, it's those people that pop up. Wake up. Get your hands up. And get it done and get there and and so and so it's like these people that are jumping for joy and shouting and yeah. telling you to get in the gym and telling you to to chase your dreams and then you think to yourself who is this motherfucker you know yeah. <laughs> who is this guy that is giving up all this motivation what's your story i need to know your story yeah the only person that i could really say is really motivating and there's others you know, you got like Les Brown. I love Les Brown, and uh, the main one I really love is uh, 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 E.T. Mm-hmm. Eric Thomas. But they got, you know, they they have stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these other dudes, it's just they figure that motivation is such so big on Instagram that they could just pop up as this random guy and say a few cool things, and everybody bites on it. Yeah, and it's like, bro, like I can't be motivated by the shit I see on Instagram because a lot of it's fake. I love Gary V though Gary Vanderchuk I love Gary Gary's been speaking this shit For over 10 years mm-hmm. He is a video of Gary V Back in 2008 
That's another patience testing. Bruh, it's patience. Because back then, he was not even close to being that successful as he is now. Not even a fraction. Yeah. And he was saying all this stuff, and it was some people giggling at the seminar. Mm-hmm. I seen some, heard some people giggling. I'm like, oh, they over there giggling. But you look at where Gary Vee is today. Oh, you giggling, giggling. Yeah, you, g- <laughs> you giggling, giggling, but you ain't doing shit. <laughs> While Gary Vee is trying to give you some game, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, these fake motivational people with no fucking story get on there. Yeah. It's highly, it's very annoying, especially if you're a person that is that is literally doing the groundwork, trying to build something, and you are self-motivated. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing that these people don't tell you. They want you to rely on their their little speeches and their little spiel that they give you on Instagram when in actuality they should be trying to they should be trying to teach you how to be self-motivated like look i could tell you all this shit but if you don't do it it ain't gonna fucking work yeah if i have to keep making these videos and you gotta watch them every day to get off your ass then guess what you're not fucking self-motivated yeah i made an instagram post about that one day about um this idea of like motivation is gonna fail you some days like i can watch et's video about you know the one about the guy if you want to be as as, uh, as successful as you want to breathe then you'll be successful or i misquoted it but that that video um some days that video may work i may like i'm like oh cool like i'm up now i can you know go you know run through a wall and some days i may hear it and i mean just, it just may be you know just words coming out of his mouth and it may yeah. not you know have that same impact on me so like you said this idea um you have to be self-motivated. You you have to you have to be able to get up because of you know he he always talks about a why like why are you doing stuff yeah um so I guess if you you have to find that why and you know figure out whatever you know motivates you personally to to actually do stuff <clears throat> yeah you have to have a why mm-hmm. if you don't then you you're just in it for you're you're in it for all the wrong reasons mm-hmm. you know uh, your why has to be deeper than Let's say you want to lose weight I, And people hit me up before like Hey Eddie I'm trying to drop some odd pounds I'm trying to drop 26 pounds and this and that mm-hmm. And I'd be like that's cool So I mean any reason specifically You just want to better yourself And they'd be like well I'm going to Vegas in three weeks And I'd be thinking like you ain't serious about this shit Go inbox somebody else Yeah he, he mentioned that too He's like like that's um, About finding I, I forget how he put it and it sucks. But he was talking about that, too. He's like, well, if your goal, like if if you have a just a regular goal, he's like, if your goal is to get fit for um, Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas and then Memorial Day weekend comes and then, you know, you do that. But after Memorial Day weekend, like, what are you what are you fighting for now? What do you you know, what are you trying to stay in shape for now? Yeah, stupid. It's like the, it's just that those things are going to fly by. Like if I want to make a million dollars and that's my goal and that's my why. Once you make a million dollars and it's just like, oh, you know, like, where do I go from here? You know what I mean? But if you always have that, that I want to lose weight to be healthy or I want to lose weight because we have a history of, you know, diabetes in our family or, you know, whatever the case may be, that's always going to be in the back of your mind. And you're always going to be able to, you know, pull from that to motivate you. Yeah. Whatever goals you set, you're going to have to eclipse them. That's the only way you're going to ever be um i'm not saying it look here's the thing if you want to make a million dollars and then you make it like you said and then you're like oh what's next and you be like well i made a million dollars i could chill fuck that you can't do that 
Mm-hmm. Let's say you look like shit for years and all of a sudden you look really muscular, you're lean, you're looking great. You can't just go chill. You're going to gain all that fucking weight back. Mm-hmm. It's not like people don't understand that life is work. Yeah. Very little fun involved. People be like, oh, I don't ever see you at the clubs. I don't ever see you at the bar. So and so, what do you do for fun? Like, I do things that grow my mind. I'm around people that grow me as an individual. Mm-hmm. You know, life ain't all about fucking fun. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work involved, especially if you want to be somebody. You know, a lot of people that you see, these fighters and whatever, when it when they when they are literally fighting the best the best fighters in the world, they are not they're just cutting everything off. Mm-hmm. You know, they they might watch a movie or something, they go to sleep at a good time, they eat a really good diet. Yeah. Some of them hardly even have sex before they fight. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff because that laser focus is what it's what got them there. Mm-hmm. You know, you see LeBron James after game practicing, running. And he's just like, man, he could go home with his family, but that's not why. If LeBron didn't do that, then he wouldn't be LeBron James. Yeah. You know, so being great is always about eclipsing what you've already done. Mm-hmm. That the motivational guy ain't going to tell you that. Yeah. He's going to be like, get up in the morning and fight for blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, that's just daily, a fucking daily motivational spiel that you give to make money for yourself. Yeah. I think it's something to that, too, that you were talking about. What's your story and yeah. how someone that's just blabbering about, you know, get up and do it. You can do it. You can do it like that. Like that doesn't really work. No. Um, but, you know, once you once a person like E.T. says, you know, I was homeless or, yep. you know, I didn't have no food to eat. Then it's like you you can get people's attention. I think that that works even if you think about like um people people's lives that we admire as far as or if you think about like what biopic movies like come to mind you think about like straight out of Compton Definitely. like why that was a Definitely. good movie or Ray or um some people didn't really like it but even the Muhammad Ali movie um there are movies that People liked and you're not necessarily motivate motivated by him, but people liked it because these people were they overcame like real real life struggles. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like straight out of Compton, they came straight from Compton. They getting beat up by police, say, you yep. know, surrounded by gangs and, you know, all kind of violence and stuff like that. But they still somehow be were able to become the biggest rap group in the world. Definitely, that was a, that movie was it was it was a great movie, mm-hmm. and it was a true story. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll give you some of my own story, and this is not me trying to be some motivational tool, but it's just an example of, you know, of what being persistent and not giving up on life and giving up on yourself is about. There was a time where I was uh, sleeping on Keith's brother's couch because mm-hmm. for a time I didn't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know, it was a time I was going through stuff, you know, and shit was rough, man. You know, 10 years ago, you look at back then in 08 to 18, I'm doing completely different. Just based on the fact of where, you know, where I was, where I wanted to be in life. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2008, shit could have been all bad. I could have been sleeping on his brother's couch. And then after that, fucking just gave up and went to the streets. 
there's so many people that have given up. There's some people that I went to school with, and uh, there's a guy I seen recently. I seen him and almost started crying. Mm-hmm. I knew him back in high school. He was a cool dude. He hung out with all the jocks and stuff. Cool guy. He was pushing a shopping cart, and he's one year younger than me. So imagine seeing a guy that's only 32 years of age that already gave up on himself. Mm-hmm. You know, that could have been me if I said, fuck this. I don't want to work. I don't want to live this life, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't do that. And I'm blessed that I did. I'm blessed that I've stuck with it. Then after that, um, I worked at a job for six years that wasn't paying me what I wanted to be paid. I didn't see myself being there, but I was so complacent. I stayed there for six fucking years. Didn't really do much. I mean, didn't get no raises. No, none of that. Until I said this one day, I just said, man, I got to I got to do something. I, I want to be somebody like I couldn't. There's no way I could, you know, live off of this. And this is OK. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I ended up doing is getting involved with the trucking industry. Best decision I ever made. Yeah. Started making a better living for myself. Um, and not only that, uh, I just started living more life, man. Growing my growing my mind and being around people. And here I am today, not like not as some motivational story, but just because I didn't fucking quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the shit, the shit wasn't overnight, man. Mm-hmm. You think about where you are, you know, 10 years ago, where you are now, man. Yeah. You know, going from saying like going from waking up in the morning, like, damn, I ain't got nothing to eat. To waking up saying like, damn, I'm hungry. What do I feel what like eating? What am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? What yeah. do I feel like eating today? I've been there, bro. Mm-hmm. You want to talk broke? I've been broke as fuck. <laughs> okay? I've been dead broke. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about um, stressed out? I've been stressed the fuck out before. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about um, um, you know, having family issues? I've had them. Mm-hmm. I've been through so fucking much in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't typically mention it all the time, but I have, but I've overcame that shit and I'm glad I'm where I'm at today. Not one day do I take it for granted. I wake up in the morning and some days I just, it's like, it just comes out of my mouth without me trying. I'll just be like, thank you, God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, but, <laughs> but that's just how I feel. Yeah. You know, but yeah, um, ultimately, man. You need to be self-motivated, and that's the only way you're ultimately going to get through life. Yeah. If, if you're waiting on some motherfucker on social media to pump you up in the morning, I got bad news. You, you, you're going to be fucked eventually. Mm-hmm. You gotta, it's got to be in you, man. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's crazy that we just have every, – everyone's been – through something and your and and there's always going to be obstacles in life like some some person may be like a relationship some person it may be um just financially being you know super poor but we always have to keep that keep that motivation you know what i mean because at the end of the day that's that's something this materialistic stuff is going to waver you know what I mean I'm sure there's you talked about it a lot where you know it's been times where you was working and you had you know thousands of dollars in your bank account and then you look down 
down the line two, three months later, and it's just like, dang, like I could, I could barely get a McDonald's burger. Yeah. With this, so it's like we just, you just have to keep that self motivation about yourself to know that, you know, my my goal isn't like any amount of money. It's like it's a status. It's accomplishments. It's it like intangible things that you know we're you know we're trying to we're trying to accomplish and do better for ourselves and the people around us definitely definitely if you need motivation look in the mirror mm-hmm. you got to be honest with yourself am i happy with who i am i've answered that before and the answer was no mm-hmm. I, I thought to myself if I was, this is how, and what I thought about, and I don't know why, but I looked in the mirror one day and I said, if I was to have a kid right now, would I be proud of that? Yeah. What Could I provide for a family? The answer was no. Mm-hmm. Would I be proud of myself to have, you know, to provide for a woman that's pregnant and all the costs and all the things that she may need? Mm-hmm. The answer was no. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I'm just, I'm selfish because I'm only living life for me and at the end of the day, I'm barely living enough life for me because I hardly have any money after I pay my bills. There was times where I was so broke at one time where I had to pick and choose which bills to pay. Like, oh, I'll pay this one. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do a payment arrangement for this other one. Yeah. But I'll, I'll pay this one here. And that's just not the life to live, man. Yeah. It ain't the life to live. I'm not saying that life is, is about money, but it's about putting in the amount of effort you need to get through life a little bit easier. You're mm-hmm. going to have to work harder, but that hard work's going to pay off when you're when you're more financially sound mm-hmm. and you can be proud of yourself when you look in the mirror and you say look if i was to get a chick pregnant i could take care of her yeah i could take care of a family also take- that that working hard but putting the effort in the right spot definitely cuz now like you you talked about going to you know truck uh truck driving school and you could have you could have been working hard at your last job and yeah. You know what I mean? Getting up every day early and, you know, working as hard as you can, making sure you're on top of everything. But you just get capped out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you 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 put your that same amount of effort into the right spot and you can see how, you know, the basically the world opens up for you. You know, another thing, too, you got to ask yourself, if I was to go today, would I be proud of myself? Yeah. If I was to die today, would I be proud of myself? Mm-hmm. And you need to honestly ask yourself that question. And if the answer is no, then you better do some fucking work. You're yeah. not promised tomorrow. If I was to go today, then people would know like uh, Eddie did his best. Eddie mm-hmm. tried his best. He did a very dangerous job, but he was he did it because he was trying his very best. Yeah. You know, um, I would have. Uh, 27 podcasts that I left behind I would have uh, a legacy that I left behind because people would know that Eddie was living his life mm-hmm. see a lot of times people they pass away they have they have no art that they leave behind they have nothing that they leave behind all they leave behind is just oh that was Jason mm-hmm. what did Jason do I think he worked at Target you want to be like I think about guys like Tupac. Yeah. Like his legacy, like his legacy lives on forever. You know what I yeah. mean? Like people to this day play his music like he's still alive. Exactly. 
So, um, yeah, that's that's. I had a oh the what I wanted to talk about is um, you mentioned on Facebook, people complaining about their jobs and stuff like that. Could you just kind of speak on that? Oh yeah, that's a good one. I'll use myself as an example. I just said basically, uh, if you complain about your job, it's pointless because that job was there before you, and it'll be there after you, Mm -hmm. and you are the problem, not the job. Yeah. Okay. Think about it. If you're complaining about a job, obviously you don't want to be there. Okay. You don't want to be there and that's okay. Find something that you are genuinely interested in or another job. But then the problem with that is you get another job. You're just going to complain about that one. A job is not tailored for you. Yeah. Okay. You gotta, you gotta start growing and stop bitching. Yeah. And the reason why I say that, I don't say that from a perspective of someone that's like, I never complained and I, I complained a lot. Yeah, I bitched a lot. Oh man, this is bullshit. Or man, they ain't paying that much here. Or this and that. And I never took the initiative to really go out and better myself. I was just being complacent for six years at a place that wasn't. They really didn't give a shit about me. And I stayed there because oh, I could pay my bills. Oh, that's a laid back job. You looking for the safe way out, bro? Mm-hmm. You gotta wake the fuck up. Yeah. You, there's somebody inside of you that's tired of being second. Yeah, you know you gotta you gotta wake up. Yeah, I think I I, I had seen it. I wasn't necessarily because I just started a new job, and I wasn't necessarily like complaining to anyone. But in my mind, I was just like, man, this like some of this stuff going on. And sometimes you know you 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 want to call like some of your friends and vent about you know whatever the case may be. But then I seen that post and I was like, man, like, like there's no, there's no reason to complain. Just internalize all those things. Exactly. Because like you said, like first and foremost, you should be blessed that you have a job. Thank you. Because there's a lot of people out there that are struggling to find work. Exactly. And then secondly, um, when I seen it, I was like, oh snap, this is like motivation for me to put this amount of effort into work and then and then with the rest of my day I should be doing something productive and I was like oh snap so I should be I should be writing or I should be you know drawing or I should be working out or thinking about stuff for the podcast or doing research on um you know just ways to you know better yourself and um that kind of like just changed my perspective so if you're out there and you're working at a job that you just don't like, that's fine. That's like the majority of people. But internalize that and use that as a way to get out of that situation. So Definitely. like if if for for our for our instance, if you know, if Eddie is driving trucks for some company and he's like, Man, I hate it here, I hate it here, I'm tired of this he's doing this podcast to hopefully one day be like, Oh, this is like, like to where he can change his resume to say, to put at the top of it, you know, I host a podcast that has, you know, this amount of viewers and this is how I make my living versus like, you know, the first thing on his resume being, you know, I drive trucks for such and such company. That's true. Yeah. Expanding that resume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was a complainer. Mm-hmm. But what I learned to do later on is, like you said, internalize it. And I start thinking like, 
man, I, I can't stand this motherfucker over here at this job. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, well, you know what? Maybe in about another month or so, I won't have to look at his fucking face when I'm out of here. Yeah. But I wasn't like, man, I hate this guy. Oh, you know, because I learned that nobody really gives a shit. Yeah. You're complaining about you got first world problems. Yeah. It's, pe- it's people that can't even provide shit for their families. It's like think and the, the closest thing that we talked or that's going on in America is how they're sending a whole bunch of people from Mexico back to Mexico and they're just here trying to make a living. Exactly. So it's like we we got to put things in perspective before uh-huh. we start babbling. Yeah. That's why what I do is I out myself first. I was the same motherfucker. Yeah. Oh man, this is this is lame, bro. This is whack or this yeah. is this. But I can t- basically what I did is this. I was that same motherfucker like, "Oh, this is whack. Man, work is bullshit, but I'm a, I'm I'm not I'm gonna stay though." Yeah. That was me. Yeah. I th- I think too I, I mentioned it to your your attitude carries so much weight. Like now when I go into work, I try to think about like positive stuff. Like, all right, cool. Today we're going to have a good day and, you know, we're going to breeze through this. And, you know, generally, like when you go into work with that attitude, like it, it, it really happens. Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens is, is I was talking to one of the managers that I, uh, that I work with mm-hmm. and uh, he basically said, like, man, I wish everybody here had an attitude like you. <clears throat> and I thought to myself, I said, this is this is kind of new, brother. I ain't know. I haven't always been like this. Yeah. I said I was the same motherfucker running around like, man, this is bullshit. I was the same person running around complaining around other people and bringing down the culture of the workplace, talking yeah. about how what sucked and what was annoying and what was lame. I said, but what I learned overall or what I learned in the, in the long run was that you don't need to be influencing people by saying how much stuff sucks and everything because they're going to also develop a fuck this attitude. Mm. And the type of job that I have now, especially is very dangerous. Hauling gasoline is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. I don't need to come into work and say anything negative about anything in my personal life or what's going on at work because that could cause somebody else to be less safe about their job. Mm-hmm. Once you develop a just fuck this attitude, now you're going to skip a step. That step could be the difference between you living or dying. Yeah. So I hold a great responsibility of maintaining the culture at the job by coming in and maybe cracking a few jokes and be like, hey, everybody be safe, man. Hey, I have a good one, mm-hmm. you know, because I rather be that guy that is not bitching and complaining and does a great job. If you hear about me in the main headquarters of this job I work at now, it's only going to be for good shit. Yeah. Oh man, Eddie busts his ass. Oh man, Eddie's always at work. Oh man, Eddie uh he went and did that. I didn't know if he could do it, man. He's a great worker. That's the only thing you're gonna hear about Eddie. You're not gonna hear that Eddie was cursing out a dispatcher. You know, you're not gonna hear about Eddie bitching and complaining about oh he didn't get paid this or this or that. That's not me, man. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even that that idea of being there consistently. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to provide for yourself, which is. First and foremost, I think what it is, too, I think that I found something outside of what I do that I love this podcast. It created so much balance in my life. Yeah. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's the truth. Yeah. I look forward to this day every week. And when I go to work, I think about this podcast. I listen to other podcasts and like it kind of I won't say it runs my life, but it does. It it runs my purpose. Yeah. So you got to think about the people that you work with. 
how many of them that don't they don't do shit outside of their job yeah besides drink alcohol mm-hmm. and and go to the club that's a that's a miserable life like very there are no matter how little money you're making or how much money you're making if you're if you're like we have to work we have to pay bills you have to you have to be able to make money to survive in America and if you're just doing that, you know, if you're working eight hours a day, you come home, go to sleep, work eight hours a day, you get paid on Friday, you pay your bills, you go back to work and you're not doing anything. It doesn't even have to be. I know there's some people that are janitors at high schools that are just like good. Like I know. Like even the janitors at our old high school, like we would see them around. They always seem to be like in good spirits. You know what I mean? They, and they work those jobs pretty much until they die. You know yeah, what I mean? For real. And, and they don't seem like miserable. They come to work. They're always good. I know even the one guy, he used to just ride the bus to work, ride the bus home. I know you're talking about. Yeah. He was there when I was there. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's still there. I think he I had like him a on big mustache. Yeah. I yep, think I seen him on the bus one day. I was just like, dang, like that's, that's like ideal. You know what I mean? Like just being able to live a fruitful life and we have to work. So, you know what I mean? You have to show up and you have to be there, but he doesn't seem miserable. You know what I mean? There's, there's probably people that there's even teachers that I seen that were like more miserable than he is. And I know for a fact, they're making way more money than he, and he is, than he does. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever you're doing for, for, to make money, make your money, but find something outside of work that lifts your spirits or that makes you, makes you happy that you can work on though. You know what I mean? That, that, you know, you can actually, you can build something with. There was, there was some article I was reading. It was some guy who made some app or something like that. And they talked about how he worked, um, you know, worked his eight hour shift and then he would come home every night and then he would, um, work on his app. And then eventually his app, you know, grew to be, you know, one of the most used apps on the app store. And, you know, he's sitting pretty comfortable right now, but I'm sure he wasn't complaining about his job every day because he was looking so he was he was just looking forward to getting home and you know sitting down at his computer and figuring out the problems that figuring you know getting rid of all the bugs in the app or you know whatever the case may be. His purpose went beyond that job. Yeah. I, if you you could work at Taco Bell, right? Yeah. And I'm not I'm not trying to shit on Taco Bell, even though they make people. <laughs> people I knew shit. that was coming. I seen that. Yeah, one. Even though. They even, even though they make people shit, but um, you could work at Taco Bell making tortilla ta- tortillas and tacos and shit all day, <laughs> and you might not like the way you smell, or you might not like the customers. Yeah, but you know when you get off, you created an app, and only like you and three of your friends know about this app, and you've tapped into a certain market. Like, yo, we're gonna do this. This is gonna be awesome. You've been working on it for the past seven months. You're about to drop it. You're just, it's your baby. You think about it all the time. It don't matter how much that cheese burns you at work or how mad them customers get you, you know, you got something going on. And then I think that it gives you a prize because you're just, you're, you're, you're praying and working for the day that you can just walk off that job and quit. Yeah. 
because you followed your passion. So that's a that's a beautiful thing. Like I could see that now just putting in your two weeks because it's like I'm I'm losing money being here. Yeah. Right. That's a beautiful. Thing. I, nah, man. I think that if your passion call and say, hey, we need you to come up, fly out to New York on this day. We got to extremely <laughs> we got to we're about to cut this podcast short today. <laughs> We got a fly in this fucking house, and this motherfucker is all over the. And he's big too. Yeah, this fly is on steroids. It looks like fucking Terrell Owens, man. That's finish your finish your point though. <laughs> what was he saying? About no, I just I just think that you know if you get a, if you get a situation where you know you get a call like, hey, we need you in New York on Saturday. You know, you you got to make a decision. You know whether you know like, hey, this is a lucrative situation. Yeah. And if you got to walk out on your job to chase your dreams, you're going to have to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like making that jump. Whenever when I whenever I went to when I went to trucking school, I didn't have a fucking plan B. Mm-hmm. I had my apartment and whatnot. I had my last paycheck that had, you know, it, was the, it had my it had all of my uh paid time off on it. So it was a pretty good paycheck to, when I left the company. Yeah. But it was all the money that I fucking had. And when I went to Fontana I was leaving everything behind to chase this without no backup plan if it didn't work then I was fucked Mm -hmm. and I put all my effort and focus into it and it got me where I'm at today I've been driving over three years now Mm -hmm. so it's all about finding that laser focus and believing in something and there's phases to it because now it's this podcast yeah it's all about it's all about evolving and eclipsing what you once thought was a goal, now it's a goal from the past. Now you got some new shit you're working on. Yeah. So that's all I could really give you in regards to um, motivation. Just look yeah. at yourself in the mirror. Be mm-hmm. honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you want and what are you willing to do to get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. And like I said, just find that passion the work is always going to be there, but just find that passion. Every everyone has a passion too. You you we talked we talked about it before too about how there are people, whether you grew up playing sports or you grew up doing something, but generally people aren't actually um, pursuing their passion. No, they're just kind of doing what they have to do. Yeah. And today we live in a, d- a day and age where if you're working for UPS and you're delivering mail, you can, after you get off of work, you can hop on um, YouTube. And if your passion is, you know, wanting to play guitar or wanting to play piano, you just hop on YouTube. and for free. Yeah. Three hours a day after you get off work or whatever the case may be, sewing or, you know, some people, you know, everyone has these weird, like you see these, um, there's even a new show that they're doing and Nick Cannon talked about it in an interview it's this basically it's like masked um, singing. And the idea is there's a bunch of actors in Hollywood or like I think not even actors they're, um just like people of notoriety. They put some sort of mask on and um, they go out on a stage and then they sing. And then the panel has to guess who the singer is. So it's like people, you know, they could be like basketball coaches or. Um, politicians or whatever the case may be and like no one ever knew that these people had the you know this you know amazing voice 
so that that's just kind of like the thing that you know i mentioned and it's like you know they um probably have this passion for singing but they ended up doing you know whatever career path they chose and you know everyone in life you know generally has that so if we can you know devote some time outside of our the stuff we have to do the the, the necessities and work on ourselves, then i think people will be happier definitely mm-hmm. definitely and uh we're going to go ahead and uh, close this podcast. Yeah. But before we do, we just like to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 27. Yeah. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad me and Keith made it through this huge fucking fly. that's <laughs> Been coming through this house. Yeah. Uh, but uh, last but not least, once again, thank you for your support. Appreciate and it. We'll go ahead and close it on out, man. Uh, my name is Eddie McGee. You've been listening to the Truckers Mind Podcast. It's your boy, K. Things. We're out of here. Peace.